1: Welcome to The Core here on American Family Radio. Glad to be with you today on the show. AFR.net is our website. AFR.net is our website where you can listen live to the show, but you can also get the past episodes of The Core there on our website, AFR.net. You can uh, download the American Family Radio app as well. Download the American Family Radio app. And then uh, lastly, you can subscribe to my podcast. Wherever you listen to podcasts, you can subscribe to the podcast uh, by going to whatever podcast store you use or whatever podcast application you use. You can type in The Core or Walker Wobbin or AFA at The Core. Any of those keywords will get you the podcast to download at your uh, convenience, and then you can listen uh, whenever you get the time. Even if you can't catch it live, you can listen whenever you get the time to do so. Uh, Our scripture for the week, uh, by the way, we're going to have on uh, two people. My my brother, Wesley's is going to be in with us, second segment. Also, second segment, we're going to have on the phone with us uh, Speaker of the House in Mississippi, uh, Speaker Philip Gunn. He'll be on with us, second segment. We're going to talk about the Pregnancy Resource Act in Mississippi, how that's soon to become law, and it helps uh, pregnancy resource centers Uh, and allows uh, tax incentives on that front uh, to uh, aid in the life movement that we have here in Mississippi and around the country. So Speaker Gunn, Mississippi House Speaker, will be on with us next segment. Psalm chapter 17 is where we are this week. Psalm chapter 17. Verse 1 and 2, Hear a just cause, O Lord, attend to my cry, give ear to my prayer from lips free of deceit from your presence. Let my vindication come. Let your eyes behold the right. Uh, So what what I want to point out here is what I pointed out on Monday and Tuesday, and that is David uh, proclaims that his lips are free of deceit. They are free of deceit. And he also declares that God's eyes let God's eyes behold the right that which is right so God is the ultimate judge he's the ultimate uh, definer of that which is right so God is right and all that he does is right all that he does is good and uh, that that plays right into some of my previous chapters in psalm which uh, say that there is none good outside of God there is nothing good outside of our creator and uh, boy, is that true, um, as it has always been. Moving uh, to some of the stories today, you know, the uh, Marty made a good point. Marty's on our production team here at Afr on the show, and he made a good point yesterday about all the people that uh, do all kind of crazy things and inappropriate things, and they're still they still have their Facebook account, they still have their YouTube account, they still have their Twitter account, and this is in the day of. Let's cancel everybody we don't like. Let's cancel everybody we don't like. Uh, that's what the other side wants to do. And uh, I've had my YouTube channel uh, pulled down, removed permanently, because they just didn't like what I was saying on the YouTube channel. And we've all experienced this in some way or another. We've had a post we've made on social media pulled down Uh, Other show hosts here on the network have had their stuff pulled down. Uh, So this is not exclusive to me. This is rampant uh, amongst the uh, big social platforms. Well, there are some other people who do things way more egregious than me. And all I said the other day, which was apparently it for YouTube, it just triggered YouTube and I, I said in passing about the 2020 elections being fraudulent in certain states like Georgia and how uh, there was uh, fraudulent activity at the ballot box in, in Georgia. Well, that, and that was in passing. That, that took up about 60 seconds of a one-hour show, and that triggered YouTube, which I can provide data and I can provide information, which I do all the time on the show, that substantiates my claims, all right? So I don't just willy-nilly make claims and then move on, and then when people want information or they want, they want background stories or they want context, I go, well, I don't have it. But that's what the other side does. They just make, they, they make wild claims and accusations, and they never back it up, but they still have their profile up on all these tech platforms. But moving on to some folks who are still on the... Um, on the social platforms and haven't been canceled. Biden's choice for ATF, alcohol and tobacco and firearms chief. So Biden uh, picked, nominated a, a chief or a director of ATF. And he once claimed that the Ohio elections were, quote, rigged. Yes, he made that claim. Uh, reading from this PJ Media story. It looks like Joe Biden chose another loser to be head of the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms and Explosives. Last September, the president was forced to withdraw the name of J- David Chipman, his first choice to head the agency because of charges that he didn't quite believe the Second Amendment says what it's cl- what is clearly written in the Constitution. Moving on, that was enough to send Mr. Chipman back to work at his radical gun control group. Now Biden has chosen a <laughs> genuine... Uh, I'm going to leave that word out, to run the ATF. Steve uh, Dettelback is his name. Steve Dettelback is his name, and he's a former U.S. attorney. He also ran for Ohio Attorney General in 2018. While running uh, for Ohio Attorney General back in 2018, the, uh, the nominee here, the now nominee, the then attorney, Steve Dettelback, Claimed in 2018 that the that Republican Dave Yost uh, rigged the election. So this Democrat ran for the AG spot in 2018 in Ohio, and he lost, and then got mad and claimed that the Republican Dave Yost quote rigged the election. Well, as it turns out. Uh, this uh, Biden's choice for ATF still on social media, still has his platforms, and hasn't been canceled from society. So the the other side can call the elections rigged without any evidence, and they're fine. They can still have their their social profiles. They can still speak publicly. Uh, they're not canceled, which I'm not in favor of them being canceled to begin with. But I'm just pointing out the hypocrisy here. So that's one example, but. There's one even more egregious. There's one even more egregious. the uh, the ta- the charged terrorist up in New York who uh, opened fire in the subway just a couple of days ago. His name's Frank James. He uh, was named as the suspect in Tuesday's shooting in Brooklyn, New York. He was arrested yesterday. He was uh, this fellow was known to the bureau the FBI, that is, and was on a terrorist watch list after an incident in New Mexico in 2019. And he had posted YouTube videos making rants uh, against white people, racist rants against people with a lighter skin tone than him. And talked about shooting them in their head, and I'm not going to use the expletives because we're on Christian radio. But some very vile stuff. Some very vile stuff. So, but But guess what? He was allowed on YouTube. He was allowed on YouTube to put out these vile videos threatening people, making racist remarks. And YouTube is apparently okay with that. That's apparently acceptable behavior. It's okay, that's good. He can have his platform, he can have his page, and he can put out his vile vile content. But if I dare speak about a story that YouTube doesn't like, they yank my channel before I even get back to my office. So is this really about protecting society? Is this really about stopping the spread of misinformation. Is this really about ensuring that only the truth and nothing but the truth makes it onto the Internet? And the answer to that is, no, it's not. No, it's not. And it's really, at the end of the day, not up to, and it shouldn't be up to these platforms to micro-regulate the speech of their millions of users. I mean, who can do that and do it well and do it fair? Nobody. Not even the computers. And so this is, the, this is the path that they've decided to go down, which is a not only a terrible path from a First Amendment standpoint and from a free and open debate standpoint, but it's a terrible path from a business standpoint. It's a terrible path from a business standpoint and let's let's I'm all about analogies. So let's let's do a little analogy here. Imagine if a hardware store wanted to start regulating who could come in their hardware store based on public statements they've made. If you've made a statement about the elections being rigged, well no then you can't buy you can't buy a hammer or a drill from my hardware store. Or imagine a car dealer running background checks and vetting every person that comes to the car lot and then telling the Democrats that they can't buy cars from them because they don't like their political viewpoints. That's a terrible business model, but that's what these tech platforms have gone into doing. And so you have the terrible business angle standpoint, and then you have the standpoint that these folks are just completely wrong. They're completely wrong because half of the stuff or more that they are pulling down from their platforms is truth. It's truth. And they pulled the president, Donald J. Trump, off of Twitter and Facebook. But yet the Ayatollah of Iran still has his profile. And speaking of Twitter, I just found out a few minutes ago that the fella, and I'll look up his name, who attempted to assassinate Ronald Reagan was just released from prison within the last few years. Well, he's got a Twitter profile and he's got some kind of concert in New York next week. So trying to assassinate a sitting president is acceptable enough to have your profile on Twitter. And we could go through all the examples after example after example of the hypocrisy here. But the overarching point that we can all agree on is that this is not about what they say it's about. Instead, this is about depressing and punishing political and ideological opponents to such an extent that they no longer have a voice on the Internet. That's the strategy. This is China, Russia. They talk about dictators, they're they're performing like dictators this is what china does this is what russia does this is what north korea does this is what iran does is they punish and they deplatform their political and ideological opponents to such an extent that you get a totalitarian dictator as a result it takes time i understand that but the the the, the behavior that these big tech conglomerates are displaying, is that of third world countries that we all claim to denounce. And traditionally in America, if you don't like something that's said, if you disagree with something that's said, then you offer a rebuttal. You don't pull the mic cord from the person that's saying things that you don't like. No, offer a rebuttal tell me why I'm wrong. I'll be glad to listen. But in today's society, everybody's a snowflake, everybody's sensitive, everybody gets their feelings hurt, and everybody wants to pull the plug on other people's voices. And that's unacceptable and not a good way to conduct yourself in society. We'll be back in just a few minutes with more of The court.
4: Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. My name is Abraham Hamilton III, and this is the Hamilton Minute. In his October 11th, 1798 address to the Massachusetts militia, John Adams, second president of the United States and founding father, said, Our Constitution was made only for moral and religious people. It is wholly inadequate to the government of any other. He understood that in order for the American Constitutional Republic to survive long term, the church in America must make disciples of its populace. And immoral people will always destroy themselves through lawlessness. To think otherwise is to suffer under a grand delusion.
0: Listen each weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central for the Hamilton Corner or visit the podcast page at AFR.net for more from Abraham Hamilton III PUBLIC POLICY ANALYST FOR THE AMERICAN FAMILY ASSOCIATION.
5: THIS IS RAISING GOD THE GIRLS MINUTE WITH PATTY Garibay OF AMERICAN HERITAGE GIRLS. DIFFERENT CHRISTIAN FAITH TRADITIONS CELEBRATE BAPTISM IN A MULTITUDE OF WAYS, BUT ALL OF THEM MARK THE START OF A NEW LIFE IN CHRIST. THE DAY OUR SINS ARE WASHED AWAY AND OUR SOULS ARE MARKED FOR CHRIST IS A SPECIAL DAY. IF YOUR GIRL HAS BEEN BAPTIZED, DOES SHE CELEBRATE THIS DAY EACH YEAR? Of course, we live every day in the joy of the redeeming love Christ has given us. But why not honor the commitment of baptism each and every year in a celebratory way? Celebrate the special day by reflecting on images from the baptism, scheduling time with godparents if she has them, or even cutting into a cake. Honoring your girl's baptism as a date worth celebrating helps her remember the day she was marked by the Holy Spirit forever. We are all called to raise up the next generation of Christian leaders. Learn more about empowering girls through the love of God at RaisingGodlyGirls.com.
2: Millions of persecuted believers, they're suffering, and they can use your prayers and financial support right now. Hey, it's Michael Woolworth with Bible League International in the country of Zambia, the place where the famous missionary David Livingstone carried out years of ministry. Shadrach is an elder in a shanty church. He had word that there was an attack coming one Sunday, and sure enough, 20 radicals showed up in an attempt to kill all the Christians gathered for worship in that service, about 200 in number. Now, in self-defense, Shadrach had a handgun. He used it on a man named Ishmael, didn't kill him, but he injured him but nursed him back to health. He was a livestock farmer, so he took care of the man's livestock. The daughter of that man could not read, could not write. So Shadrach would teach her to read and write using a Bible League program. And I can tell you in grateful response, the entire family and 80 former radicals have come to place their faith in Jesus Christ. They need Bibles at $5 a Bible. Would you pray about it? And then call 800-YES-WORD. 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 Or give at sendbiblesnow.org. That's sendbiblesnow.org work. AFA
0: at the core podcast are available at AFR.net. Back to AFA at the core on American Family Radio.
1: Welcome back to the core here on American Family Radio. As I mentioned last segment, we have on the line with us Mississippi Speaker of the House, Representative Philip Gunn on the line with us to talk about some key uh, legislative items that have passed in Mississippi and are headed to the governor's desk. Some of them have already made it to the governor's desk. Uh, speaker Gunn, welcome to the core.
6: Well, good afternoon. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here with you today.
1: Absolutely. Hey, tell our audience a little bit about yourself, which uh, district you represent, and uh, a little bit about your background and, and your role as Speaker in Mississippi.
6: Well, I have been in the legislature now for 18 years. The first eight were under Democratic control. And then in 2012, actually the 2011 election, beginning uh, a term in 2012, the Republicans gained the majority for the first time uh, in the Mississippi House for 136 years. And uh, I was very honored and privileged to be elected as the Speaker. As uh, many listeners may know, the The speaker is elected by the members of the body, not by the state at large. So the members of the body were uh, kind enough to give me that privilege and honor to serve as the speaker. So since the Republicans have taken over in in 2012, we believe we've accomplished many great things since then. And uh, one of the things that that, uh, you and I were talking about uh, before we came on was um, the crisis pregnancy centers and what, what we've done this year to try to fund those. I'd like to quickly give a background to that. Um, many people are aware that there is a case on appeal to the United States Supreme Court right now called the Dobbs case, which it generates from Mississippi. We actually, in the Mississippi House of Representatives, passed that bill in 2018, which simply gives protections to the unborn. Up to 15, uh, or after 15 weeks, the the bill simply says that no abortion can be performed after 15 weeks. Uh, Those who have followed that case know that it was appealed and has worked its way through the process and is now pending before the United States Supreme Court. And we now believe that this case will be a landmark case which will transform the landscape in our nation on the issue of abortion. We are very optimistic that the uh, court will uphold that case which will then save uh, millions of lives of of the unborn babies. So kind of in conjunction with that, we also want to be sure that when those babies are born, there are protections given to them and there's uh, help for those babies. And so this year, one of the things we did was pass what we called a pregnancy resource bill. It basically gives a tax credit to businesses who will, fund or, or donate to crisis pregnancy centers, and we have a number of those here in Mississippi, which exist for the purpose of taking care of these babies who are born um, and helping those moms through those the, the, that process of, of giving birth and, and saving those lives. And so the bill that we passed gives a $3.5 million uh, tax credit to businesses who, who uh, contribute Those pregnancy centers to help keep them going. We think this is a great thing that works in conjunction with that Dobbs case Mm. to uh, preserve the lives of the unborn.
1: Yeah, Speaker Gunn. And one thing I love about Mississippi and other states that are that are leading the country in positive change is that we're going we're we're on offense here. I mean, this is an offensive. This is a uh, an offensive, offensively positioned bill because we're actually solving something. We're actually working to make things better instead of just fighting stuff. And uh, and banning things, although that has its place uh, in certain in certain areas, especially with the government. Uh, one one other topic I want to talk about beyond this Pregnancy Resource Act, which is excellent, and I mentioned before here on the show uh, that that should this bill or should this uh, yes yeah, should the law before the Supreme Court that that has been litigated uh, should it uh, rule in the favor of life, uh, then we need these pregnancy resource centers to have all the funding. and and resources and and everything they need uh, to help moms and to help babies. Another bill that was passed and uh, signed by the governor was House Bill 1365, and this bans uh, private money from funding public elections. Tell us a little bit about that legislation.
6: Yeah, we all know about uh, the recent um, – Errors, if you want to call it that, that, that occurred in uh, the last elections. And I, and I just as a politician, I'll tell you, every election is fraught with errors. Uh, we like to think we live in a, in a world where everything runs perfectly. But we, we know that that's not the case. And some of those errors are intentional. Sometimes they're just mistakes that human beings make. But we certainly uh, hear about the, the efforts of private citizens who have a lot of money, who try to interject themselves into the election process and affect the outcome. And that's just wrong. We don't, we don't believe that wealthy individuals who have resources should, should interject themselves into the election process like Mark Zuckerberg allegedly did um, and affect the outcome of elections. Elections should be to the extent that we can make them fair and, and impartial and run without mistakes to the extent we can make that happen. And this is just uh, something that, that should not be. And so we brought forward a bill this year out of the House of Representatives that uh, we call it the Zuckerbuck's bill, which is designed to prevent that very thing. And it shouldn't occur on either side yeah. of the aisle, whether it's Republican or Democrat. You should not have individuals using uh, the, 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 the power and the money that they have to affect outcomes. Uh, and so this that, that obviously takes away the, the voice of, of the people, uh, to let their voice be heard. So this bill that we passed is designed to prevent that from happening, and uh, there uh, hopefully we'll at least eliminate one more area of concern uh, when we talk about impartial and fair elections.
1: All right, Speaker Gunn, uh, one more, well, uh, thank, thank you for coming on the show. Appreciate your work, and the House of Representatives in Mississippi for being a leader there, and we'll have you back on the show.
6: Well, thank you so much. Enjoyed being with you today. Call me anytime.
1: All right. House Speaker Philip Gunn in the, from the state of Mississippi. Uh, Wesley, what was happening in Mississippi and around the country is people like billionaires like Mark Zuckerberg, uh, what they, they were offering grants to local election offices, government election offices, and then dictating how those uh, public election offices ran their elections
7: right so it was a donation no it
1: wasn't it, it had <laughs> strings attached yeah, okay. for sure yeah
7: yeah and, and, and so that what they were doing is they, they were talking an indian giver i don't know if that's still politically <laughs> correct but
1: that good yeah, yeah good 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 saying there they were they were targeting zuckerberg was targeting blue areas blue districts sure. democrat heavy districts and an increasing voter turnout there right going through the public election office so it's a complete a shenanigan that should never happen
7: it should never happen but that's another as strategic as he did that it was not it was too late by the time people realized what he had done yes that's why it's good for what uh speaker philip gunn's doing now preventatively now that we know that could that there's there's that there's a hole there Mm -hmm. there's a blind spot there to deal with that now because um uh that's very shrewd on their part because think about this we're not focused on fraud a lot of the times in u- Uber blue cities because right. we just well that's the last thing we look at most of the time. But he, but if he can get major turnout, then mm-hmm. it's a little late before we realize. Oh wait, you know so yeah, great yeah. Job. And
1: it was it was they were doing several different things, and I've covered it here before. But they were putting uh they were putting drop boxes in heavily blue blue precincts right. They were doing, uh, not basically knocking on doors, doing ballot harvesting, so all That's kind right. of stuff yep. that shouldn't be approved.
7: Signing in people elections. up. Yep, absolutely. Hey, look, with the eight or ten minutes we got left, I want to continue our time with our study of the Ten Commandments. We've gone over one through six <laughs> so far, and you know, I was looking at uh, the the my show notes for today in in, in, pre- in preparation, and I wanted to tell you that there's very, very, very few times that you're right. And, <laughs> Are you talking to me? So, <laughs> but, I thought you were talking to Bobby or something. No, 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 <laughs> no. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But but you were right. At, you were right about Bobby,
1: this one thing. Bobby, can we pull his mic? Can we Can de-pla- we
7: de de platform my brother? Here? <laughs> you know, you could isolate that part and just run it in a loop. You know what yeah. what I mean, there's all kind of ways. to do There's few times
1: this. that you were you were right. There's yeah. a few times you were right. Ideas.
7: But you were right. And I'm kidding about that for our audience. This is my brother here. But you were right when when this came up uh, about a month and a half ago. And I said, hey, look, I don't want to take the time to go over the Ten Commandments. Just give me one 20-minute segment, and we'll, we'll knock this puppy out. Yeah. And you didn't even reply. And I was like, what? You know. And then we're here we are five segments later. So the good news is Walker has slowed us down so that we can really look at these commandments because they are very, very important for us because, as I've mentioned before, Everyone benefits from the Ten Commandments. Mm. Uh, our founding fathers had the Ten Commandments and the Word of God in mind as they laid out the uh, the the Bill of Rights, the Constitution, and all of the founding documents. So, uh, it's, they're very important for us in light of the uh, the efforts to to distance ourselves uh, as a country, as uh as as entertainment. Uh, education, all these places, even sadly to say in many of the churches, distance ourselves from the Ten Commandments. We can't do that because Jesus didn't. Mm -hmm. Jesus didn't distance himself from the Ten Commandments. In fact, in many cases, he elevated the Ten Commandments for his purpose of making the point that we need a Savior. And also, to the Ten Commandments do bring about a correction in our lives that we need and a standard that we live by that benefits everybody. Everybody benefits from following the Ten Commandments. So let's start. Let's pick up where we left off the other day, and we're at commandment number seven. Commandment number seven, Exodus 20, verses 14, says this. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not commit adultery. There's a lot of implications that we've learned over the time that we've studied the Ten Commandments, and one of the implications that we can learn specifically from you shall not commit adultery is that you have the right to be married. And marriage is between one man and one woman. And the purpose of marriage is to glorify God, to be an example for the gospel, to become a family unit, and also, too, to keep oneself from sexual immorality. That's why Paul said it's better to be married than to burn with passion. Mm-hmm. And we see this in Scripture. Now, I, I, I was thought through this really well, and I decided that I was not going to, for radio's sake, go over all the Sins of sexual immor- immorality that the scripture listed. Mm-hmm. One, some of them, one for one reason, some of them are too <laughs> gruesome to even talk about on radio. Number two, the list is long. Mm-hmm. So what I'll do is I'll paraphrase this. And anything, any sex outside that of a married man and a woman, yes, is is deemed sinful. Yes. Um. And so, and and I would encourage you to go look at the scriptures and look up what those are in order so you can see. Uh, uh, because there may be something you're unaware of. So, mm. with that said, uh, also too, I already mentioned there the, the purpose of marriage. What well, another thing I wanted to mention uh is that a nation can a nation does decline. One of two reasons, big reasons, I believe the decline in America has happened is uh, the slaughter of the of the innocent babies, mm. abortion, and how that. And number two is the breakdown of the family. And it comes from the overwhelming majority of marriages and, and adultery. Mm. Uh, most of the time it's the man. In some cases it's the woman. But somebody's committing adultery, and therefore it destroys the marriage. Mm. And so that's why it's important for us to to look at this and understand how we get to where we are because uh, God tells us clearly not to commit adultery. We are really passionate at AFA about the family, and we understand the value that it has Obviously, we live in a, a world that we contend with, so we know that that it comes with its challenges. But I'd far much, I'd far rather go through challenges with my wife, Chelsea, than to go through any difficulties alone. Yeah. And in, 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 in a sinful way. Mm. Yes. Um, so, it's, so it's important to point that out. We have a project that we worked on for quite some time, and it's still up and archived. And that's called By Design. You can go to afr.net slash by design or afr.net, and you'll find a whole podcast page there. There's short videos, articles, in which we inspire and encourage you to uh, continue to be the man that you're supposed to be, the wife you're supposed to be, and be the family unit that God calls you to. And we also talk about some of uh, of our mistakes and things that we've learned. So it's good to go check that out. The Eighth Commandment also says this, You shall not steal. Now, I figured this is where we would spend the rest of our time here, Walker, because you shun out still implies a whole lot. That also means that you have private property. That's a loaded That's a loaded. <laughs> yep. You should, you, so it says this, what is a principle or right affirmed in the Eighth Commandment? And that is the right to private property. Yes. I've been to China, India, uh, Honduras. I've been to different parts of the world. And, and, and no, there hasn't been any place that I've traveled, especially the three or four that I just mentioned, in which they recognize pr- private property rights. Yes, um, it is. It is quite uh, depressing. The the elimination,
1: yeah, and throughout history, the elimination and in scripture, the elimination of private property is the is the is the opening of bondage. Oh, absolutely, it's the leading into bondage. When you eliminate one's ability to have a sole proprietorship to own something, you are putting them in bondage because they have nothing then to go on.
7: Yeah, and then you, of course you, I mean there's all kind of ways we can go here with our minute left, but then you got somebody that's not even gonna work, and then you got some that are gonna work less because they're gonna get paid the same. Uh, Matthew 20, the parable of the workers in the vineyard. Most of us know that. At the end here, Jesus says this, but he answered one of them, friend, am I not be am I not being fair unfair to you? Didn't you agree to work for a denarius? Take your pay and go. I want to give the man who has hired last the same that I gave you. And this is Jesus sharing the parable. He said this, don't I have the right to do what I want to do with my own money? Mm. So there we have it, Jesus reaffirming that we have the right to do with with our stuff. Now, all of, we understand from a Christian perspective all of our stuff is God's and we want to steward it. We want to uh, use it as in, in the mission field to serve our family, to do others. But ultimately, what we have... Is ours, and we're supposed to delegate that out and use it to serve others. Yes, absolutely. Not the government's. No,
1: our stuff and, uh, is not the government's. And what you and I know, and some people don't know, is even the Pilgrims tried socialism, it. and it ended in a disaster. I'll tell you a little bit about that after the break. Wesley, thank you for coming on. I enjoyed it. Thank AFA you. at the Coral. We'll be back in just a few minutes.
5: This is Debbie Wuthnow, president of iVoterGuide.com. Did you know that more than 85% of legislators are actually selected in the primary election? Because most districts are drawn such that they favor one party over the other. Only a handful are truly decided in November. If you want to say, you must vote in the primary. But you can't vote if you aren't registered. iVoterGuide.com makes it easy to register and learn about the candidates on your ballot. That's iVoterGuide.com.
4: I'm a homeschooling mom of four, and all of us listen regularly to American Family because we are an American family.
0: Twice a year for three days at a time, we pause to celebrate how God is using American Family Radio to impact lives. We call it share and it's an opportunity for you to help us continue to make a difference.
4: I just wanted to say thanks for all you do every day. Join
0: us April 19th through the 21st here on listener-supported American Family Radio. Emmy was in a bad relationship when she found out she was pregnant. Her boyfriend told her to get an abortion, which she seriously considered.
4: I knew that if I got an abortion, a part of me would be broken.
0: Emmy went to a pre-born center in need of guidance.
4: They honestly were able to put every fear at ease and let me know that it was going to be okay. Because of them, he's here. I couldn't imagine my life without him.
0: Preborn born clinics introduce moms in crisis to their babies through ultrasound while providing hope, love, and the gospel in action. When an expectant mother meets her baby on ultrasound and hears the heartbeat, she's 80% more likely to choose life for her baby. To find out more, go to preborn.com. That's preborn.com. Or dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250 and say baby. Your love can save
5: a life. His life had been hard. Born in 1725, his mother died of tuberculosis just before he turned seven. He was sent to boarding school for two years, then went off to sea at age 11. He was mistreated by others and lived an immoral life. Ultimately, he became the captain of a slave trading ship. John Newton knew how horrible sin could be. Maybe that's why he later referred to himself with words like great sinner and wretch. But God delivered John from what he called his wild career, and we now know him as the author of the hymn, Amazing Grace. What's your story? As Good Friday and Resurrection Sunday approach, why not do what John Newton did? Take a moment today to reflect on God's amazing grace in your life. And thank him for saving you. With seeking him, I'm Nancy Demoss Wagamouth.
0: AFA at the Core podcast are available at afr.net. Back to AFA at the Core on American Family Radio.
1: Welcome back to the Core on American Family Radio. Hey, next week is our Sherathon our spring share We only have it twice a year for about six days total, three days in the fall, three days in the spring. So stay tuned for that and call in next week to the core or any other program and you can donate to American Family Radio to help keep our operation going strong, to keep our signals out there uh, on the airwaves and on the internet. So next week is our uh, spring charathon, so just a heads up there you'll be hearing more about that uh, beginning next week here on American family radio we're a listener supported broadcast division of American family Association and uh, so your your donations your financial support go to fund our operation here at American family radio uh, one other housekeeping item we have our marriage family life conference in July, first week of July, July 7th through nine, is the date for uh, that event. And registration ends May 15th, so don't procrastinate. Don't wait until the first week of May to register. Go ahead and go to marriagefamilylife.net. Click on the Register Now button. You'll be prompted to fill out your information to come to the cr- conference. It's very affordable, by the way, very affordable, I might add. An adult ticket for the uh, two-and-a-half-day conference is $70. $70 for a um, two-full day, and then you have a Thursday night, Thursday evening uh, concert included in that. So July 7th through 9th, uh, the two-and-a-half-day conference is $70 for one adult ticket. If you want to bring your children, of course, this is a marriage Family Life Conference, so children, families welcomed, that's what it's for, that's who it's for. Uh, Children, uh, a a child's ticket is $35, so $35 for your child, $70 for an adult. Uh, For the uh, Marriage Family Life Conference 2022, so you can go to marriagefamilylife.net. On the homepage there, you can click register now. Go ahead and order your tickets, and then we'll see you in July. We'll see you in July at our annual conference. I'll be there. Wesley will be there. Bobby will be there. The entire core team will be there. I'll actually be broadcasting live from the conference on Friday. Uh, on the uh, Friday of the conference, I'll be broadcasting live from there. And uh, m- the rest of the personalities that you hear on the network will be there. All of our uh, uh, 6A or 7A Two six P personalities on the network will be there: Abraham Hamilton III, Will and Mickey Addison. Uh, you can go down the list of people that will be at the conference. So, marriagefamilylife.net is that URL. The um, let's see, jumping to clip two. This is this one's good. This is this is a butte here, as they say in uh, sports. This is President Biden, and he's talking about. The conflict in Ukraine with Russia and Ukraine, and then he is talking about how you know no country, especially the U.S., should be this reliant and this disrupted, disrupted uh, a- as a result of a foreign war, meaning the cutoff of energy uh, coming into the U.S. from Russia that we did ourselves, which I agree with that policy. We should have never been taking Putin oil to begin with when we have our own oil. We should never have been taking oil from anybody. Why? Because we have our own energy. Beautiful. We have our own oil. Well, um, couldn't agree more with the president here. Clip two,
3: let's listen. Your family budget, your ability to fill up your tank, none of it should hinge on whether a dictator declares war and commits genocide a half a world away. To help deal with this Putin price hike, (laughs)
1: No country, no American should have to suffer as a result of a dictator going in and starting a war with a neighboring country. I don't know, is he talking about China or Russia? (laughs) Is he talking about China or Russia? Because our country has had no problem relying on foreign dictators to feed our economy. Unless it's Vladimir Putin, because if it's Putin, then it's bad. But if it's Xi Jinping, well, it's good. You know, we got a good trade relationship with China. Well, why is no one investigating why China is holding up all of our chips, our semiconductors, for all of our vehicles? Oh, COVID, Walker, don't you know The COVID supply chain disruptions? We're two years past COVID. We can't keep blaming an upper respiratory virus 24 months later plus, by the way, on on an upper respiratory virus. We can't keep blaming our supply chain disruptions on that. Is China, and this is a genuine question, is China strategically withholding the semiconductor supply from American automobile manufacturers as a bid to hurt the American economy? It's possible. Why is that not being investigated? I mean, you can tell me in the months following all the shutdowns that things were disrupted, but you can't convince me two years later that we're still having supply chain problems with the semiconductors. I mean, at some point, you have to move past the the shutdowns and the supply chain issues and get things back to normal. So what's going on here? What's going on here? Nobody knows. I'm sure there are people that do know, but it's not being talked about. Um, but it's, it's it, it, it gets to credibility, and the president can't talk about how we should not be reliant on foreign dictators for our economic means Meanwhile, we're in bed with China on all of our supply chains. I mean, for the, the majority of our supply chains, we are in bed with China. You get to not only the semiconductors, but all of our, <clears throat> many of our goods that are consumer goods and entertainment items and tennis shoes and clothing and apparel. I mean, you can go to computers, you go on the list of all these consumer items, the vast majority of them heavily come out of China. Okay, and you say, well, that stuff's not critical to operate the country. Well, the computers are pretty important, and all the computer parts are very important to operate the country, but then you get into fertilizer. They, they come, all the All the the minerals or materials that go in to produce fertilizer to run our farms in our country, a lot of that comes out of China. Uh, and also some of it comes out of Russia as well. And so I'm all about not relying on foreign dictators to feed our economy, but we need to apply apply that rule across the board. That's actually a good policy. We just need to apply it across the board and stop using it for political purposes to target Russia. And it's not the Putin price hike. We can't keep saying that. It's not the Putin price hike. It's the Biden price hike because when you look at the charts on inflation, Inflation's been going on since the day one of the Biden presidency. And this whole situation in Ukraine's only been going on about two or three months. So it's not the Putin price hike, it's the Biden price hike. Moving on to a few other stories. The the, uh, View, one of the hosts there, Joy Behar, you know, these are the folks that they say we should listen to. We've got to listen to the folks and the likes of Joy Behar and the View. And all these talking kids, because they know what's best for our country, they're the wise folk, they're the smart guys, or the smart ladies in this situation. Or if you want to be, you know, politically correct, they're the smart people because <laughs> you can't use pronouns. Uh, but Joy Behar was talking about the uh, <clears throat> Supreme Court, and listen to how she describes the Supreme Court clip three.
4: The Supreme Court is is poised to pass a bill contradicting the New York City state laws. We have very strict gun laws here, and they would like it to be, apparently, somebody has put this on their desk, that New York should be an open-carry state and an open-carry city. With all of the density in this city, they want people running around with guns. People, middle-class people, will be leaving in droves if that happens.
1: Okay, so a couple angles we can take here, and we're probably going to take all of these paths just because it's sitting right there on the table for me, or as she says, right there on the desk. First, the Supreme Court doesn't pass bills. They don't pass laws, all right? This is government 101, civics 101, all right? The Supreme Court hears legal cases from different individuals or states or parties, and they issue rulings on that litigation. So the Supreme Court doesn't pass laws. They don't pass bills. They don't have things brought to their desk to sign. That's Congress. That's what Congress does. Congress passes bills. Congress passes laws. So that's the first thing that's Civics 101, but Joy Behar apparently doesn't know what the Supreme Court does. Secondly, middle-class families are already fleeing New York State. Look at the statistics. We've covered it here before. Bobby sent me an article the other day of some of the top states and cities where people are fleeing because it's terrible. Well, New York's one of the top states. New York's one of the top states where people are fleeing. And then she says about, you know, we don't just want people running around with guns. Let's play this clip again, Bobby. One more time, clip three.
4: The Supreme Court is is poised to pass a bill contradicting the New York City state laws. We have very strict gun laws here, and they would like it to be, apparently, somebody has put this on their desk, that New York should be an open-carry state and an open-carry city. With all of the density in this city, they want people running around with guns. People, middle-class people will be leaving in droves if that happens.
1: Well, what I was going to comment on there is... They're already running around with guns in New York City. Mm. But, Bobby, it's the criminals running around with the guns yeah. and yeah. not the good guys running around with the guns, and apparently that's a problem.
3: Well, and, and you're not funding the police. They're trying to backtrack on that, but that takes time. You've already pulled it out of the budget, so now it takes a couple of budget cycles to get all that gen back up. You've got to rehire police. You have to retrain. Uh, you have to provide t- continuing education and so on and so forth. Um, our forefathers were very, very clear on it. She tries to make it. It's a population density issue. Really? Uh, well, that just exacerbates the problem because now exponentially you have a higher percentage of criminals yes. with illegal weaponry as opposed to people who are trying to uh, work under the Constitution and the Second Amendment in, and in self-defense.
1: And Joy Behar and her likes want to go soft on crime— Which is why the guy who shot up people in the subway on Tuesday had a long rap sheet. Right, had a long rap sheet. But where was he? And unless you're
3: killing people, absolutely killing people, and even then, they're not going to give you the full sentence. And that's straight from the Manhattan DA's office.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, folks, you can't have it both ways. All right, you can't have it both ways. You can't say we need to be soft. We need to be hard on guns. We need to be hard on guns. we got to ban guns. But then the criminals who use the guns to kill people or to harm people or to assault people, you're going to go soft on their sentences. And they talk about guns as if they're these animate objects, like the guns. My dad makes a joke, like the guns wake up in the morning and go, and I'm going to go shoot 10 people today. <laughs> no, we don't do that with anything else. We don't. Well, actually, the media does. Because remember when all the Islamic terrorists were driving their SUVs and their vans into crowds, they'd say, car plows into crowd the car didn't plow into the crowd the right. terrorist drove the vehicle and used it as a weapon to harm and kill people
3: and in that thought hammers actually should be outlawed because most people are killed by hammers but most folks don't realize that
1: yep knives too and we ran the statistics the other day a couple weeks on the show about uh the the number of how knives are used more frequently uh to to commit various crimes we and i'll pull i'll bring that back in next week but that's um uh, uh, but but then well here's what they'll do here's what they'll do they, they ban guns then th- these people will take this thing as far as you let them they'll say we got to ban knives now all these kitchen knives we got to ban them we got to move to plasticware, even though plastic's bad for the environment so they say <laughs> uh so you just never can win but why don't we prosecute criminals to the fullest extent of the law, and keep the bad guys off the streets. How about we do that for a change? Well, that makes too much sense, Walker. Well, yeah, that's the problem with our country, is the policy solutions that make sense get shot down. They don't want to talk about it. And all their terrible, stupid ideas get implemented, and everybody applauds them because of their utter failures. Their utter, utter failures. Uh, one other topic I want to talk to before we wrap up the show is this student loan. Another student loan uh, delay, another student loan payment delay that the Biden administration has done. We, we talked about this six months ago. The Biden administration kicked the can down the road again on federal student loan repayments in the name of COVID and whatever else. Folks, this is terrible. <clears throat> now, Chuck Schumer says that the Biden White House is closer than ever to eliminating federal student loans altogether, all coming from the executive branch. This is terrible to teach our young people that you can use other people's money or you can take out loans and then you just don't have to pay it back if you don't want to. That is a terrible way to teach our children economics and morals. AFA at the core. I'm Walker Wildman. We'll see you next time.
0: The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.